Hello, and welcome to the Get Lean and Eat Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grin. I'm a certified health coach, trainer, and author. And this podcast is for middle-aged men and women looking to optimize their health and get their bodies back to what it once was 10 to 15 years ago. I will give you simple, actionable items to get long-term sustainable results. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right. Welcome to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grin. Hope you had a great weekend and enjoying some nice weather. We are in Chicago getting some nice weather, if you believe it. Um, so get out, get some sun, get your feet on the ground and enjoy this great weather. Uh, hopefully you listen to my interview with Dr. Brett Schur. He's a low carb cardiologist, the medical director of Diet Doctor. And yeah, we touched on a lot of great topics. Some of them included, you know, statins, LDL, uh, lifestyle tips regarding like preventing heart disease, ways that you can reduce hunger, animal versus plant proteins, and much more. So definitely check out my interview with Dr. Schur. And, um, you know, today's Tuesday, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, so happy Tuesday. Um, my Instagram account got hacked over the weekend. Actually, it's probably been more than that, probably four or five days ago. And so I think I got that back up and running. So uh, if you got a strange message from me, I apologize. Uh, you know, sometimes these hackers are, are pretty smart and they get in there. Uh, but I think I should be back up and running. So today I want to touch on um, intermittent fasting. I want to get back to our roots. I've had a lot of great guests on here with a lot of great tips. And you could probably, uh, you know, hopefully you can take a few of them and apply them into your life. But I just figured I'd do one um, most recently on, you know, how intermittent fasting, how you can implement it into your life. Some of the reasons why I enjoy doing it myself and my routine around fasting and how it's changed through the years. And maybe you could just grab some things to apply to your life. Um, and if you have any questions with anything that I say, obviously you're more than welcome to shoot me an email, brian at briangrin.com. And I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Uh, you know, what led me down this road of fasting was a client of mine. If you've listened to any of my interviews or time I've been on other podcasts, you know, she was diabetic. She, she actually was a guest. Her name's Rita Spivak. She was a guest on my podcast. Um, oh, that's probably been like six months, but um, check out that interview if you want to hear her story, because uh, she got into it um, on her own. Uh, she got some help from a naturopathic doctor and started to do some fasting and then slowly got into extended fasts because she was pre-diabetic. And so that really opened my eyes. And this was, you know, years ago. And then from there, I was like, you know, I wanted a way to another tool to not only help with my clients, but to also sort of help get myself back into a better shape. I mean, I've always been in solid shape. I would say not, well, yeah, I would say for the most part, my adult life, I've been in pretty good shape. Um, compared to like the average, but you know, as you get older, it's more and more difficult to sort of stay that way. And, you know, fasting has been such a great tool. Um, after working and talking with Rita years ago, it just prompted me to, uh, you know, sort of dive head first into fasting and how it can be used as a tool for mostly 95% of the people out there. Um, that doesn't mean you have to do a three or a five day fast. It just means that if you can compress your eating window, it can not only just give you structure as to when you should eat and when you shouldn't eat, it just, it's such a black and white simplistic way of looking at 
you know, diet and lifestyle. And I think that's really key because when something's simplistic and black and white, it's just so much easier to follow on a long-term basis. So just the simple rule of, okay, I'm going to stop eating at seven o'clock, which is pretty much my rule of thumb for myself. I would say 637 kitchen is closed. That one rule, or what do you want to call it? A rule or a tip or a guideline can go such a long way into impacting so many other things that might be detrimental to your health. Obviously late night eating is one of them, right? Snacking late is an issue with a, a decent amount of people. And a lot of times when you're snacking at night, you're not eating, um, you know, ribeye and, uh, ribeye and a salad, right? You're, you're, you're eating something that's highly palatable, that is processed, and that is just going to cause insulin spikes, affect your sleep, and, um, you know, lead you into, you know, sort of having a poor, another, not, not only poor quality sleep, but you're pretty much going to be in a digestion mode all throughout the night. So bottom line is, compressing your eating window is one step to the, to creating optimal health. In my opinion, um, eating all day from morning till night and snacking all day is not something that you is going to be a positive for your metabolic health. I'm not going to go into every single reason. I think it's sort of obvious, um, having insulin spikes throughout the day, all, uh, first of all, you'll probably get tired pretty quick. Um, and also it's just, you know, who wants to keep up with eating all the time? I think at one point I was in that camp where I would always be snacking, thinking I needed to feed myself, but you have to adapt and get into this state of, um, sort of embracing hunger a little bit and a little bit of discomfort. And that's what might happen when, if you start first start, get into fasting, you know? So I, a lot of times with clients, I like to recommend before you even think about getting into fasting, if you've been eating the standard American diet, and eating from, you know, let's just say 8 a.m. until you get up or 7 a.m. till you get up until, you know, you go to bed or at least, uh, you know, for a majority of the day, first and foremost, let's, uh, let's eliminate snacking. And I think that's a good first step to start. If you're like, oh, you know, I keep hearing about intermittent fasting, but you know, how am I going to get started? Well, let's just eliminate snacking first and foremost, and just say, let's eat three solid meals a day. Now, when I say solid meals, I mean like nutrient dense foods, not highly palatable. Um, you know, let's just say, I'll give an example of a standard American diet. Let's just say you wake up and you have cereal and orange juice and toast, and you got some butter with some jam on there. Now, if you can pick the one thing on that, that item that, that is somewhat good for your health and actually is a beneficial thing would, that would be the butter. Everything else, <laughs> no, doesn't play a role. Orange juice, if you read, if you listen to my interview with Dr. Robert Lustig or um, Dr. Richard Johnson, you talk about uric acid, but you talk about fructose and how, you know, you don't want to drink fructose. You're, if you're going to have some fructose from time to time, uh, which is majority that's in fruits, um, you want to have whole fruits and actually eat them, oranges, apples you know, maybe the ones that are a little bit lower on the sugar spectrum, um, not necessarily eating figs and bananas all day or dates. Um, you want those low sugar fruits or those ones that don't raise insulin as quickly, um, or berries are good as well. Good place to start. But anyways, 
orange juice, you know, rye toast, whatever kind of toast and butter and cereal, standard American diet. Okay. So if that's your first meal, we got to sort of replace that and maybe have some eggs, maybe have avocado, um, instead of, um, orange juice. You know, if you want to have a black coffee in the morning, that's nothing wrong with that. I wouldn't have it too early. Let your body naturally wake up. But if you want to have a little bit of coffee or tea or just water, that would be a great way to start. You know, then, you know, you have some eggs, you have some avocado, you're going to, ha- you're going to be satiated. You're going to be, you have a lot, a lot more sati- satiation um, throughout the day. So the goal, again, first and foremost is to eliminate the snacking. But if you clean up the eating, they go hand in hand. And then meal two, you know, instead of going to Subway or, um, you know, having, uh, let's see, what would be a standard American diet? Yeah, let's say a Subway sub, even if you got some turkey on there um, and let's say you have chips and a soda, you know, so maybe we eliminate that and we have something along the lines of, gosh, it's tough for me to think of three meals. I'm so used to having two meals, but you could go and have, um, gosh, some type of protein. If you're ever just bogged down by what to have, just prioritize protein and not maybe have commercial white or wheat bread. So maybe you want a little bit of fish. If you can have something from the smash family, I've talked about that with Brad Kearns, uh, sardines, mackerel, anchovies, salmon, or herring. Um, that could be a start if none of those are appetizing, maybe just some type of um, you know, it could be just some type of red meat. You know, you could have a burger with no bun and uh, maybe some pickle and ketchup. If you want a little bit of ketchup, that's fine. Um, nothing crazy, right? It's just, you don't have to overdo, um, and be, you know, crazy stringent, but you want to sort of prioritize protein for that second meal and that third meal. And then, you know, a lot of times, you know, fish, meat, um, if you want to have a little chicken from time to time, um, if dairy works for you, you know, you can have some dairy from time to time, but maybe implement some plant foods if you want, if they don't bother your digestion. Uh, so if you clean up your eating from the standard American diet and have some whole foods that, um, don't just sit in, in, you know, in your cabinet for weeks upon weeks, you know, then you're on the right track right there. And now fasting will be a lot easier. So once you eliminate snacking, and replace some of, like I've mentioned, some of the standard American diet with some whole foods, um, then you're on your way to, um, you know, getting to the point where, okay, maybe I can start doing some fasting. Um, some people like to jump right in. I like to ease into with my clients. And, um, that was part of the reason if you're watching on YouTube, I came out with this simple intermittent fasting journal, uh, it's just a 21 day guide to sort of get you into, uh, make fasting sort of a lifestyle change. And what I teach in there is pushing back that first meal. So once you clean up your eating, eliminate snacking, now we can sort of compress our eating window. So let's say you're used to getting up and eating at eight o'clock. Let's push that back to nine and do that for a few days, then push it back to 10. You, I, I think you're seeing how, how we do this. And then eventually go to noon. Now, if you say to me, God, I just love having breakfast and lunch. Okay. And you don't want dinner. I mean, I would say for most, at least in the United States, dinner is like a very social meal. 
And a lot of times it's with family or friends. A lot of people don't want to eliminate dinner, but if that's something you want to do and you want to just have a meal at 10 o'clock and a meal at two o'clock, go for it. Um, there's really not a perfect time. I would just say, don't eat right when you get up and don't eat right before you go to bed. Give yourself a buffer zone. Once you, once you give yourself that buffer zone, then you can, then you can have those three square meals within that buffer zone. Let's say you have a meal at 10, two and five, you could start like that. And then eventually maybe get it to the point where you just have a meal at noon and five. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the key is when it comes to any of this is long-term sustainability, right? If you're going to do it for a week and then not do it for another 10 months, then it's not sustainable. So find what fits in your lifestyle and that you can do consistently. You know, for me, it's changed over the years. I mean, when I first started fasting, I did the same thing that I wrote in the journal. I just slowly pushed back my first meal and gosh, it took some time, but then you got used to it. Now I've been doing it for years upon years. I've changed when I work out, I typically work out middle of the day and then I'll break my fast probably around two o'clock on average. And I'll have my two meals, one at two and one at five, five 30. And then I'm done. I'm done at, you know, six 37. Like I talked about that one rule right there, just cutting off the time when you, when you're done eating at night can go a long, long way. So either way, my routine has changed throughout the years. And I'm sure if you talk to me five years from now, maybe it'll be even different, but I think that's a good place to start. Clean up the eating, eliminate snacking, pick a time where you're going to close the kitchen at night. And then eventually you'll get to the point where you're like, you know what? I can compress my eating window and you can push back that first meal. Let's say if it was a net normally at eight o'clock, eventually you can get it maybe to it's you have that first meal at noon or one o'clock. So these are just some of the principles that I've implemented and that I help with my clients. Um, if you have any questions, you can email me at brian at briangrin.com. Hopefully this was helpful. I just want to do a little bit of refresher on fasting and getting into that sort of lifestyle because it can go a long way, just making these small little implementations. And if you need help, reach out, you know, get a coach, have someone hold you accountable. We uh, all, most of all of us, including myself need to be held accountable in certain aspects of our life. So there's no reason why, you know, and it's your health. So why not have someone coach you, um, and guide you because you know what, it's all about getting long-term sustainable results. And if being held accountable, will do that, then there's, there's nothing wrong with that at all. So hope this helps. Let me know if you have any questions. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And I look forward to bringing you a lot, a lot of great interviews in, um, for the rest of the year. And I will talk to you later. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. I understand there are millions of other podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to mine. And I appreciate that. Check out the show notes at briangrin.com for everything that was mentioned in this episode. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend or family member that's looking to get their body back to what it once was. Thanks again and have a great day.